We're back to the shit show of French politics. This is a podcast where I, Muriel, uh, teach my husband Nast about French politics, which have been a bit hectic this election year 2022. And yeah, we are Muriel and Nast. And um, please, if anyone is listening and wants to engage uh, with us and uh, share their thoughts, their ideas and comments, just uh, do the thing. All right. So we are now one week after the second run of the French parliamentary election. And today I will be um, talking about the salient points of the um, parliamentary election fallout uh, with the following subjects. So first, uh, President Emmanuel Macron behaving like your worst toxic ex-boyfriend trying to gaslight you. Then the leftist coalition noobs and uh, the far-right Front National uh, playing a contest of who has the biggest one, biggest opposition group, that is. And uh, finally, if we have time, the French Parliament fashion police. Um, so starting with President Emmanuel Macron as a toxic ex. So three days after the second round of the parliamentary election, uh, President Macron did a public address. So for any listener who missed uh, the previous installments uh, of this podcast, the French parliamentary election um, took place this year, uh, two months after the presidential election, which saw President Macron being Uh, re-elected uh, against uh, Marine Le Pen in the second round. But the parliamentary election was um, a shockwave because uh, of the three big blocks that we have right now in the French politics. So the, lefti the leftist uh, coalition bloc uh, called the Noobs, the Macronist bloc uh, composed of uh, President Macron's party, Renaissance, and, um, and Macron. It, by Macron and his uh, centrist allies, um, and the far-right bloc by Marine Le Pen, which won a staggering uh, 89 parliament member out of 577. It is unprecedented and quite worrying, to be honest. But in this uh, situation, no one has the absolute majority, and especially the president doesn't have uh, an absolute majority, which means that uh, is going to have to negotiate if he wants to, to pass any law. And this is very unprecedented for French politics because it is the first time this has happened in more than 20 years. Uh, uh, ever since the 2000, especially when we've had the presidential election and parliamentary election back to back, Uh, the, the elected president has always won an absolute majority, which is why the French political system is so presidential uh, in a way that there also has no equivalent in Europe. And At the same time, during that period, uh, there's, there has not been a re-election of a president. Yes, exactly. That's, uh, that's exactly it. So usually the first time a president was elected, there was a sort of honeymoon phase and obviously... Uh, he... And it lasted four years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or, or sometimes less. 
but here it was the first time that we had a president that was re-elected, so there was no honeymoon phase, and yeah, let's face it, uh, quite a significant lot of people were uh, wary, let's say, of Macron's politics, and... Uh, and uh, the, the Macron really tried to play the extreme, so hoping that people, uh, that people would uh, rally up to the centrist vote, both against the Front National and against the left coalition, uh, with, a, with a very uh, strong <laughs> demonizing campaign, to say the least. And this actually backfired because, uh, because not only did they not win a majority, but people wouldn't want for... Uh, uh, for Macronists or the left against the Front National, and this allowed them to to be a tidal wave in the, in the Parliament. And um, and I've read for a couple of uh, well documented uh, news sources that even though the first round of the pre of the parliamentary election had been lackluster uh, for for the Macronists that they really thought that they would get an absolute majority. Like, it had never happened before. People would come to their senses. People would vote for the for the centrist, for the reasonable uh, option. They had really built themselves to be the camp of reason, the camp of uh, of uh, nuanced, moderate government. And and failing to get an absolute majority was uh, was actually a huge shock. And and paradoxically, another another poll uh, this week showed that uh, more than sixty percent of respondents were actually glad that he didn't get an absolute majority and that he would be forced to compromise after five years of absolute presidential uh, presidential power. So so that there is a shift, but uh, but I feel like for fairly for fairly deeply rooted reasons and it's not going to to be turned overnight and what is the what is the alliance or the the pact uh, expectations does he get enough just with uh, that, that does he he get enough uh, votes to pass uh, meaningful legislation just by by getting the conservatives to 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 rally behind uh so or not so as in any <laughs> twisted relationship it's complicated uh, but before that I really want to share the part of the of the speech that uh, President Macron made uh, three days after basically uh, losing the election I mean winning a relative majority which was really a uh, which was really a loss. So he so he made a whole speech before uh, before leaving France for uh, international European summit and this speech, was in my in my opinion really really uh, baffling. Um, so obviously he was trying to minimize the failure to get an absolute majority. He said, "Oh, but we only missed about thirty um, parliament members out of five hundred seventy-seven, and so we're off to a bad start because it was not thirty; it was forty-four. So <laughs> we're we're already there." Well, if you round down, it's. 44 it's like 30 yeah yeah exactly it's r rounded up to the <laughs> to the lower uh, to the lower decimal uh, and they say oh of course the country expressed uh, will for change but he also insisted that um, that he quote uh, will never lose the coherence of the project you chose uh, last April so during the presidential election and uh, and he's saying that, uh, he got a clear uh, legitimacy based on on the basis of a clear project, 
and and this also got a, a ripple of comments because he was really re-elected against Marine Le Pen and because a lot of voters, especially on the left, mobilized not to have Marine Le Pen uh, as a president. And it had been his strategy all along, the, the his or the, the Macronist party in general, just push the far right enough, uh, just to give them uh, media exposure and, and give exposure to their theme, security, immigration. And then when we are uh, against the Front National, we will still get um, uh, opposition votes from people who don't want the Front National to get into power. And so starting straight away with, oh, but I was elected on a clear project, which he was not. He almost did not campaign for his re-election. And there is very little in his project, apart from a couple of very uh, emblematic reforms, such as the pension reform. So pushing back the pension age uh, to, to 65 uh, to, to 65. And Whoa, so, and, and so the, the notion of saying the project is clear, I was elected on the project and I've got to, and I've got to move on, uh, without, uh, without even a, a bit of, uh, of, um, of questioning. It's a bit baffling. Yes. <laughs> well, Lamar, I think that his project is crystal clear. To me, it's, uh, it's transparent and I can, easily guess what his policy leaning is going to be, what his uh, recommendations for a renovation of the education system is going to be. And isn't it? It's it's rather clear. He's, he's, uh, he's advocating for privatization. He's advocating for uh, making more competitive, uh, making France more capital competitive i'm not i'm not saying that i that i agree with uh, and and i don't agree with uh, with the principle and and in reality with the actual benefits for societies as a whole of that of that kind of policies but it feels pretty much like a like a bill clinton or a tony blair or a or a whoever a, a third wave uh, socialist uh, 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 ruling yeah i would say I well would not say, even a bit, bit, even mm. a bit more centrist so so 20, 2020s a uh, uh, the capital and entrepreneurship is going to save us all yeah I, I would say it's very obvious when you know about politics when you've seen many government who also had this sort of new left uh, social social neoliberal inkling But, uh, but, and, and when you know, uh, Macron's general, general career, but it's not obvious from, I would say, I, I really think from a public perception, because, uh, because again, what, uh, what comes through the mainstream media, it's mostly security, immigration, and there was no real presentation of the program. When he was elected in 2017, he didn't have a program at all. It was just on his personality and promise of uh, making French politics, uh, of renewing French politics and uh, and indeed uh, reforming France. But it's, all, it's, always, has, it's always very... He has changed all the faces of the corruption. Oh, yeah, yeah de defi definitely. But... Um, it's new corrupt politicians. In, in, in <laughs> yeah, but get, getting back to, to Macron's speech of, uh, of, last, of last Wednesday... Um, So he said, yes, of course, the presidential majority has to has to be uh, opened uh, more widely. 
Uh, but then he said, uh, loose translation, but it's a quote, um, the the different uh, formation in the in the parliament need to clarify in the next few days uh, how much responsibility and cooperation they are willing to take. Um, now, if you want to move forward, uh, each political group needs needs to state in full transparency how far they are willing to go. What does that uh, mean? That, uh, what it means is that before leaving France for a European summit, he said to the opposition opposition groups uh, in the parliament, well, I was elected on my project. My project really need to move forward. So I'm asking you all guys to tell me uh, to tell me who among uh, who among you thespians are going to are going to support me and and vote for and vote for my reforms. And uh, and does, has anybody has anybody uh, shown their poll? Oh. Uh, no, and first, first things first. Uh, this is not how Parliament works because that, that that's what's fascinating right now is France is rediscovering parliamentarism because uh, because um, I think what is underlined is that Macron was hoping just to form an expanded coalition. What happens in other uh, in other parliamentary uh, parliamentary movement? It fell very quickly. I'm going to explain why. Uh, and now it means that it's going to have to negotiate uh, reform by reform and law by law. But what he was doing was sort of flipping the responsibility. So instead of saying, OK, here is a law project, uh, we present it to the parliament and we negotiate so that I get enough people to vote for it. It's just from the get go, like my project is legitimate because I'm president. So I am waiting for you to tell me uh, which of you are willing to are willing to support me. And and it's not going to and it's not going to work because right now the the presidential party is weakened because of this uh, because of this of this law. So obviously it's not going to be a, to be a massive a massive rallying, especially with, with the sort of uh, well, uh, no, it's your fault. I don't have an absolute majority, so I need to know how many of you are going to make sure that I have an absolute majority so that I can just continue ruling from the Palais de l'Elysée on my own. And it's like, no, you lost the election. You, you, you're going to have to, to adjust and, and, and go through your mourning process and accept that, yeah, you, you're not going to be able to, to rule in a, in a Jupiter uh, absolute power have, that no, no, you have, no, you have an, an actual opposition. And like I said, for me, it's really the, the toxic boyfriend that wants to say that the breakup is entirely your fault. And, and you need to, and you need to tell me how you're going to, to make it, uh, to make it good for me because, because I'm the one that that's suffering. And it's like, no, <laughs> you're shitty. <laughs> Get a, over I it. I have a theory here, Amor, and it's that um, this is this is actually pretty privilege. It's uh, <laughs> it's the same that has happened uh, with uh, with Pedro Sanchez in Spain. It's uh, and uh, they, they both. You might not like them. I know that it's been a long. He has done a lot of things for you to to look at him as a non-attractive, uh, non-pretty person. But both him and Pedro Sánchez, if you compare them with the, the Spanish president, if you compare yeah. them with the... 
with a general population of presidents and whatnot, you you have to say that they are the they are the the pretty the pretty club together with Justin Trudeau. So they both Pedro Sanchez and him have done the same. For Pedro Sanchez it took him like three years or something like that to start acknowledging that he needed to sit to to negotiate with uh, other people to to set up a to set up a, go, a governing uh, coalition what well, do you think yeah that's fascinating <laughs> and, and i and i agree i mean as much as i dislike macron politically i absolutely know how he could work as a as a charismatic political fig, fig, figure He also had a lot of savvy in the way he managed to get to the presidential election in, 27, in 2017. So when it is within his target range, it can be very political, politically savvy. And this is a move. And, and I would say under other circumstances, it could work. Uh, I would say with a, strong, with a stronger hand and with a less fractured country. But as it is his speech of uh, the, the the speech that he did last Wednesday was just uh, yeah co completely tone deaf. I think is a is a good way to to state it. I know your your previous question was uh, what did the other group uh, the other group other group says and where can he negotiate? So like you said, the most obvious uh, partnership would be with uh, the conservative group. So the conservative have weakened, but not as much as they expected. They sort of. Uh, So they, they had a uh, hundred parliament members uh, last uh, last parliamentary session. They are now down to 60, which is uh, way less, but they could have lost more. And, um, and it could be enough uh, to have a coalition. However, uh, the current leaders of the conservatives have clearly stated that they want to remain in the opposition, that they will just negotiate uh, Step by step by step because uh, the, sorry. The, so be between the conservatives and the and the and Renaissance by Macron, uh, they've lost eighty eighty four parliamentaries. Uh, 44, 44 Renaissance. Did you say? No, no. Uh, Renaissance. Yeah, is lacking. Is lacking forty to get an absolute an absolute majority. But they lost even more because. Uh, Because last uh, last mandature, uh, just La République en Marche, so not even with the Allies, they had 313. So, uh, so yeah, La, La République en Marche ha has lost uh, at least 100 uh, parliament member plus uh, plus for 40 plus 40 for the for the conservatives. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a slap. <laughs> that's uh, that's um, no way around it. But uh, but right now the thing is that the the Macronist uh, the Macronist party has already poached uh, most of the conservatives who wanted to who wanted to be with Macron and those who have remained conservatives. Uh, in in one article that I read, um, uh, a conservative parliament member uh, anonymously said, uh, "Joining the Macronist now would be like uh, boarding the Titanic while it sinks," mm -hmm. uh, and because clearly they are thinking of uh, of 2027 because uh, Macron won't be uh, won't be able to to run again. It's only two terms, uh, president in the in the French Constitution, and he doesn't have a clear heir. Apart maybe from uh, from Edouard Philippe, who was his first prime minister, who was a member of the Conservative Party, but it's really not certain that he's going to to build here. So the Conservatives sort of have a long term view, saying that 
when the macronists collapse uh we will be back uh we will be back to to be the main uh, right wing uh, right wing party again and this is one of the one of the huge challenges with politics no that it's uh, this kind of uh, slap in the wrist have consequences of four years of potential um, potential uh, low mobility low structural reforms that are dearly needed so so it's um, it's it's one of the parts that it's really disheartening about um, about how to engage or how to how to keep a continued sense of motivation about about politics because yes it's a it's a slap in the wrist yes uh, i am happy that uh, that macron is not going to be able to to push uh, some of the of the of the blindfolded neoliberal reforms he he was uh, he is he has in his back pocket but at the same time the whole country has a lot of needs right it's like the 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 there is need to renovate the, the plumbing and to change the sink and to change the electricity installation and to and um, and for the next four years you're not going to have uh, such a coalition to make it happen i I would say yes, it is a major political crisis and it could result in just a minority government who can just handle the day-to-day -day business but not pass uh, significant reforms. At the same time, uh, the current French constitution had a huge problem with this uh, hyper-presidential -pres power and... And and yeah, it was it was time that there was a uh, um, rebalancing of forces toward, towards parliament. So it's going to be a huge crisis for the for the time of the adjustment but it's uh, it's going to be growing growing pains for the for the french government uh, just to just to finish about the potential coalition uh, then the, the 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 hope of the government and they and they almost uh, don't hide it is to try to to break down the left coalition so that they can uh, they can grab the socialist and and maybe some of the green and and leave aside the uh, la france insoumise but it's not going to work so well we're going to we, uh, I'll expand a bit more in the second run and then there is a question of uh, aligning with the rassemblement national or not which was also the object of a bit of ambiguity uh, from the macronists and we'll discuss it uh, next time but uh but long story short uh, right now there is no clear path for the macronists to get a majority and to and to vote so so this is an ongoing political crisis that i will keep following very closely thank you very much amor thank you